time for the Crash Report. Available on all podcast platforms. The Crash Report starts now. Yo, what's happening? This is episode number nine of the Crash Report. I am Logan Crash, whatever the, whatever the hell you want to call me. And of course, here with Trent, the coral creature. Trent, yo. What up, man? Uh, you can listen to the show everywhere you get podcasts. You can go to our YouTube channel, the Crash Report, for highlights, clips, and more. You can hit us up on all social media, at Crash Report Show. Uh, my boy Adam Ramey from the Dropout Kings. Uh, we'll be on the show this week. Uh, Trent, are you familiar with Dropout Kings? Have you heard them before? Uh, I think so. I haven't listened to them in a while, though. But I remember them being pretty damn good. I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a sweet band. I mean, you know, merging uh, like hip-hop with, with uh, metal. Yeah, I mean, that's always an awesome mix when you get to listen to it. Well, and they, they, they do it good. I mean, uh, Adam, the one that's on the show this week, he does more of the uh, the rock vocal. And mm-hmm. then they have a, another guy, Eddie, who does more of the rapping. Okay. It's funny in the interview, too. I know you haven't heard it yet, but uh, we do throw some shade at you in the interview. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what kind of shade? Talking about how uh, you haven't really done anything since the pandemic, just play games. <laughs> we were talking shit there for a minute. Yeah, yeah. you're always giving me shit about that. If I recall, I'd have to go back and watch the video, but if I recall... He had, the, when I told him, he had this disgusted look on his face. <laughs> it was so funny. So now you know Adam from Dropout Kings hates you. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, no, you know, they, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. We do talk about it in the interview, but, you know, there for a time, they were signed to like an extreme metal label. Really? With like pirate metal bands and Viking metal and <laughs> like, you know, Iron Maiden style bands and all sorts of shit like that. You have all those bands and then Dropout Kings. Yeah, they they seem like the odd man out here. Yeah, no kidding. No wonder they're not on on the label anymore. But uh, yeah. uh, you know, last week uh, you had brought up um, you came across your ex girlfriend on Kick or whatever. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> she, I think she had like a photo of her in lingerie or something, and you were like, "Oh, you're pretty hot." <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, you hear the comment like, "Yeah, your profile pic, you're looking damn good." <laughs> uh, what's uh, any updates on that? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I talked to her more and I asked her, I was like, are you just selling this privately or you, is this a whole OnlyFans thing? And she's like, oh no, I'm just selling adult content privately. I was just like, just be careful. I heard a lot of girls got screwed over doing that. And with- How do you sell content privately? Is it through like, like Twitter and stuff? Like th- you just kind of post uh, that you're selling pics or what? Yeah, you just kind of post it wherever you could advertise. And it's like, hey, message me if you want to buy some pics or videos and just give your pricing and for what in the post, I guess that's how you do it privately. But I, I told her, I was like, well, maybe you should consider doing an OnlyFans just so you have something there to protect you and not get screwed over. She was like, Oh really? I was like, yeah. So yeah, do the OnlyFans, you know, do it this way. You should do this and make sure all this is said. She's like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I'll do, I'll go do the OnlyFans thing. I was like, okay, great. I just convinced you to go do OnlyFans. So but, uh, I mean, you know, if you weren't on OnlyFans, if you were doing it independently, 
you know, you'd be cutting out the middleman. Uh, I don't know what the cut is. I, I should have asked. Uh, I believe it's 20%. So an 80, 80, 20 split. Uh-huh. I think I might've heard that. I mean, that does make sense, but you know, you'd be uh, cutting out the middleman. Yeah. But at least there's something there to protect you and make sure everything's legitimate and you will get your money. But how do you get scammed independently? I mean, isn't it, uh, you send the money and I'll send you the link. You would think it would be simple as that, but I've, I've heard from multiple girls like they got screwed over somehow. So it's one of those things where it's like if they if other girls got screwed over, I don't want to see you get screwed over, you know? Well, you know, I, I knew a girl. Um, it's actually an ex-girlfriend of mine. You know the ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She was, uh, <laughs> you know, she ended up selling like asshole pictures for like 14 <laughs> bucks a pop or whatever. Yeah, I remember seeing her advertise that. <laughs> <laughs> but she had a uh she had like a Dropbox link or something, but I never really thought about it at the time, but I guess uh, it would make sense because it's not like a unique Dropbox link. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure if you have the link, you have access to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the you know the you could leak the link or uh you know I mean, I guess uh, also if you paid, uh, no, actually, you know, they probably upload everything into separate Dropbox things. I guess it's probably not like a Dropbox link to like the whole, the whole thing. It's, I guess it's probably per photo, but maybe I I guess I I don't know. I don't know how you would get scammed. I don't know. I've never used Dropbox though, man. Like that's interesting. They bring up Dropbox. I've only used it one time because my friends made some music and they're like, oh, here's the Dropbox link. I've never had to use it any for anything else. Oh man. That's what I use for the show. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, Steven, uh, Steven already is his new nickname. Cause he says already like every other word, but <laughs> so I send all this stuff. I have Dropbox for business cause you can have like, I don't know, two or five terabytes or something. Oh wow. Yeah. So I've been uploading all the video footage from the podcast. So, um, already Steven can, uh, can edit it. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds super convenient. I didn't realize you could do that. <laughs> yeah, well, that costs money. But yeah, I mean, wow. Drop, Dropbox is great. I mean, I use it for other things too. And it, it's free mm-hmm. if you don't use all the all the memory. Right. But it's just like Google Drive. Oh. Um, so I guess uh, Hank Aaron, the baseball legend, he died this week, 86 years old. Mm-hmm. Then he yep. had just got the COVID vaccine. Oh, did he? Yeah, like two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen... Uh, I have seen a few people uh, or a few articles lately of, of people getting the vaccine and then they're they're dying. I don't think enough people have died to say the vaccine's horse shit. Right. And the guy was 86, so, I mean, who knew? But uh, Yeah, anytime an article comes out with that, it's like you get – I feel like I have to be a little bit skeptical. It's like we never know the full story. It's like do they have any other health problems? Maybe it's just their age and this and that. It's like it's not for sure. Like it's just that shot. Were you a fan of his? I know you're a much bigger sports guy than I am. Uh, I'm a fan of his as in like, I kind of just respected him being a legend. I he's, he's older, so I never really watched his games or anything. So, but it is sad to see a baseball legend like that die. I mean, I guess he had 755 home runs in his career. Yeah. He was the home run King for a while. Yeah. And a uh, 300 batting average. Mm-hmm. That's pretty solid. And then, then he was like the first, uh, he was the first black man to play baseball, right? For at least the MLB. Correct. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, possibly, but I, I do know he was, I think he was always trying to push for more, uh, black guys and, and, uh, to, to be in higher up positions yeah, I think within really, the organization. I think he, he's the one that like really broke that barrier though. And like really let everything come into that league, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, God, he was 86. So he 
probably hadn't played baseball in what 45 years or something yeah at least <laughs> i guess also uh larry king died yeah that's uh i i do like larry king he, his interviews were great yeah that's that one was really sad to see <laughs> he had he had covid uh in late december oh yeah so but it, it didn't say why he died but um i heard he also had some health problems even before that in the past yeah i think he did i just i you know it He's only 87. I, I mean, I feel like that guy was in his 80s when I was born. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the guy is always, like, old as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I can't believe this guy is still doing it. <laughs> well, he did do some good interviews. And then he had this um, he had this show, his his big show on CNN was, uh, I think it was Larry King Live. But then he had a show called, like, Larry King Now or something. Okay. On um, I would watch it on Hulu because I think he started his own network. And he would... Uh, he would have a lot of people that he probably wouldn't have had if mm-hmm. like that he, you know, that they would CNN would not have allowed him to have. Gotcha. Like he had steel Panther on, <laughs> he had Corey Taylor, uh-huh. um, you know, guys like that. But I always go back to the, um, he did this, uh, Jerry Seinfeld interview. Okay. <laughs> this was, uh, this, I think was in like 2007. All right. Um, and, uh, it was right. Remember that movie that Jerry Seinfeld did, uh, B movie? Oh yeah, I remember that. Of course, I don't know why you even asked. It's a kids' film. Of course, you knew it. Anything kids related, I know Logan. <laughs> God, that sounds so creepy. Uh huh. Um, yeah, he did this interview, and they were talking about Seinfeld getting canceled. Uh, let me play this clip. Lasted how long? Nine years, hundred and eighty episodes. You gave it up, right? I did. Sir. They didn't cancel you. You canceled them. You're not aware of this? No, I'm, I'm asking you. You think I got canceled? Are you under the impression I, that I, I got canceled? You, have I hurt you, Jerry? I thought don't, that was pretty well documented. Don't this is most a, shows Is this still down. CNN? Don't most shows go down a little? Most people do also. You would, But, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went off the air. I was the number one show on television, Larry. <laughs> you were do you know who I am? <laughs> Jewish guy, Brooklyn. Yes. Okay. 75 what? million viewers last okay. episode. Were you? Don't take like it so canceled. bad. Well, that's a, the big difference between being canceled and being number one. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, this guy, Jerry Seinfeld, is such a fucking dick. I never, I never like seen him really outside of a show. <laughs> that's like the first time I like really listened to him talk. It's like okay, I could see him being a little bit of a dick, I guess. <laughs> well, you remember the Kesha thing, right? The Kesha thing? Yeah. I don't know what Kesha, you're talking about. Uh, I'll play this clip, Kesha. Um, I guess they were at like an, uh, it must've been like a, an award show or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jerry Seinfeld is doing an interview with a reporter Yeah, and, uh, Kesha was there. Okay. And, uh, here I'll, I will play the clip. Charger. Like anytime you want to charge up your phone, you just plug it in because it's hard to just sleep when you're tired because people are tired most of the time. Hey, Kesha, I love you so much. Oh, thanks. Can I give you a hug? No, thanks. Please? No, thanks. A little yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> that was a nice moment. I don't know who that was. Yeah, it was Kesha. Okay. Well, I wish you the best. Keep looking up after. Wake up like P. Diddy, bottle of Jack, yeah. that whole thing. Well, okay. <laughs> anyway, that's it. It's so funny. He the, the interviewer tells him who it is, and you can clearly tell he does not know who she is. Yeah, he don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then he's like telling her uh, or telling him her songs or whatever. He's like, oh, okay, all right, yeah. And it's like, all right, dude, you don't fucking know who she is. No, I don't care. Don't know who she is. Fuck off. <laughs> but he uh, he tweeted uh, when Larry King died, 
He said, uh, always loved Larry King and will miss him. The canceled bit was just me having fun with his little mistake. Nothing more or less. Hashtag RIP Larry. But, I mean, come on. That guy's such a fucking douchebag. I actually just used uh, one of his old Seinfeld jokes in one of my videos. Oh, what was the joke? It was uh, I was playing Wii Baseball, and for some reason, when I get a strikeout, like, I've made my Wii character as the pitcher, and after he gets a strikeout, he does, like, a little twirl, and just like, yay! I was like, wow, that wasn't gay at all. Not that there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Trent always says politically incorrect things and then has to come back and say, but it's okay. I, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> well, that's the whole Seinfeld joke. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> oh, I've never seen the show. You don't know that one? No. Oh, that's like one of his best lines. No, yeah, <laughs> no clue. Uh, no, I don't watch Seinfeld, and I, I don't really watch Coral Gaming either, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Thanks for the support, Logan. Appreciate you. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome, buddy. Uh, I am curious. What do you think of these uh, stupid-ass Bernie Sanders memes going around? <laughs> I think some of them are funny. <laughs> I have seen two so far that are funny. Which, which what are the two? There's uh, there's one of Janet Jackson topless. <laughs> yeah. You saw, saw that? that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good one. I think it was like from a magazine cover or something. She's topless, and her tits are being covered up with his mittens. <laughs> uh, and then there's another one. There's a uh, like a porno company called Bang. Okay. Not to be confused with the energy drink. Uh-huh. And Bernie is on the casting couch with 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 some fucking chick. I saw that one yeah. too. <laughs> those are like the those are the only ones so far I've seen that that have made me laugh. I think those two are absolutely awesome for me personally. I really like. There's an Asking Alexandria album that he of got course. thrown into. That one was cool. Then there's a uh uh fuck. What's his name? Connor. Connor, what, uh, Connor, what's the, what's the Connor McGregor? Yeah. Connor McGregor. Sorry. I was like, just completely drawing a blank on his last name, but he got knocked out last night when, as we're recording this, he got knocked out last night. They have the meme of Bernie putting him to sleep. I did, yeah. I've seen that. That, that is a good one too. <laughs> yeah. So and, that was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> some of those, uh, they look pretty good. Like the, whoever made them did a pretty good job of making it look somewhat realistic. Yeah. Some of these are just spot on like professional memers out there. Uh, Trent, you're a fan of, uh, have you seen the, the Fast and Furious movies? Uh, I feel like that's your thing. Uh, I've seen a couple of them. You know, Tokyo Drifts, uh, my personal favorite. <laughs> I've only seen the original, honestly. I've, I think I've seen Fast and Furious like five and then like one other one. So I'm not the biggest fan, but I've seen a couple. Well, they kind of, I, uh, I haven't really seen any, but I've seen the original, but they feel it appears that they've kind of went off into like fantasy land now and they're like these over the top because i think they started out they were just street racing movies i think yeah basically and now they're these you know fucking over the top action movies with mm-hmm. all these you know these unrealistic cars and all the you know <laughs> what i mean it's like a fucking i don't even know i haven't watched one of the movies since uh i was in high school still so <laughs> when they had some spinoff called like hobbs and shaw or something i think the rock was in it and they're they're fucking way out there and there's like 30 fucking movies anyways but yeah the uh the director of the fast and furious and the movie uh triple x which uh, i think you told me you've never saw that movie before yeah i've never seen it uh i never saw it until uh your buddy dick dick showed it to me <laughs> yeah my buddy <laughs> uh yeah i so i guess the director rob cohen he's uh been accused of sexually assaulting uh one of the actresses from Triple X. I think her name is, uh, I think it's pronounced Asia Argento. Mm. She's uh, assaulting him or accusing him of assaulting her. Sorry. <laughs> she was assaulting him. Yeah. Well, well, I will get to that. Uh, 
she's accusing him of assaulting her in 2002 while they were filming the movie. Okay. So this was, uh, what, 19 years ago? Almost two decades ago. Right. And she claims that he drugged her and raped her in a hotel room. Wow. But the kicker is that she has a book coming out Mm -hmm. in two weeks. Okay. So, look, I'm not saying that it's not true, but uh, this is, without a doubt, a fucking cash grab. Yeah, you think so? Uh, come on. Is it a cash grab, or is it for a book, like, she's, like, doing this as an extra cash grab, like, hey. Yeah, this, this is, this is to, to, to leverage more sales of her book. I Okay, I can see that. I, I mean, why would that. you wait 20 fucking years almost, and, and you do it two weeks before your book comes out? Come on. I mean, you could, you know, there's... There's those those girls that'll come out and say like, oh well, you never know. Like it takes a long time to finally feel comfortable enough to come out and say that, you know. <laughs> well, t- she says that she accused him because there's been two other women that have accused him. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman said he drugged and raped her in a hotel in 2015, mm-hmm. and then uh, his daughter accused oh. him of uh, molesting her when she was two years old. Wow. But so I'm not saying that what happened uh, to Asia isn't true, mm-hmm. but come on. The timing is very ironic and it just kind of looks like, uh, <laughs> really? Well, but, and then she herself was accused of sexual assault in 2018. Oh. She, <laughs> uh, yeah, she, she uh, banged some actor, Jimmy Bennett. I don't know who that guy is, but I guess he was 17 and uh, she paid him 380 uh, grand in hush money. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, uh, uh, Rob Cullen came out and said there's, there's no truth, uh, to any of these, but Mm -hmm. I, uh, that's, that's the thing with, with, uh, cancel culture and, and is, is that it's such a prominent thing. And also I, I think she was like the first woman to accuse Harvey Weinstein, you know, kind of the guy that started the whole me too movement. Yeah. You know, I don't know, five, six years ago or whatever. I believe she was the first woman to accuse him, accuse him of anything, and then that started the hmm. snowball effect. But I don't understand, if you were going to call Harvey Weinstein out, I mean, that guy is a fucking major player. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who that is. I've never heard of Rob Cohen in my life. Yeah, neither have I. <laughs> Why would you not come out and accuse both of them at the same time or roughly around that time? Why wait? Uh, you know what I mean? It, yeah. it appears to be incredibly sketchy. Oh, it did. It Trust me, it definitely seems suspicious completely. <laughs> I don't know, you seemed like you were a little shocked that I was that I was saying that it was to push book sales. You seemed like you were a little surprised. Uh, well, I didn't know who she was or she had a book out or anything like that. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I could just say it's for the book sales because I'm not even sure if it's cancel culture or if it's actually like, you know, the right thing of girls being like, it takes a long time to get comfortable with saying that shit. But she already accused somebody. And, and, uh, I mean, that's true. Five or six years ago. And, Mm -hmm. and, and somebody that was much more powerful than Rob Cohen, who directed the Fast and Furious and Triple X. I I just, uh, there's, without a doubt, this is to, to sell copies of her book because she wrote about it in her book. That's coming out in a couple of weeks, and oh, she she wrote it in the book. <laughs> this, yeah, she wrote. I, obviously, it's not out yet. I haven't read it, but she, yeah, this she wrote uh, a piece about this, mm-hmm. and she was doing an interview uh, over the weekend, this weekend, and she that's when she brought it up. Wow, uh, see, this would be all completely less suspicious if she didn't even write about it in the book. 
Oh, absolutely. If the fact that it's in the book now, it's just like, okay, well, now that's pointing more signs like, hey, the fuck are you doing? Yeah, because this is the, uh, I've never, have you ever heard of this girl ever? No. no. <laughs> uh, I even saw pictures of her. And I mean, granted, I'm kind of like you. I don't watch that many things that come out. Yeah. So, which, speaking of which, uh, later on, we are going to get to a game where, uh, the whole, since we've been doing the show, this is episode nine. Uh, occasionally I'll bring somebody up and Trent has no fucking clue who I'm talking about <laughs> I, or he, or he'll know, but he doesn't know their name. And these are like normally common names. I'm just terrible with fucking names. I couldn't even get Conor McGregor. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Good Lord. <laughs> but like, I, I've never seen this woman before and, uh, this is the only way she was going to sell a book. I mean, this, I bet you this was the plan all along mm-hmm. was I need some money. I'm going to write this fucking book. I'm going to call this guy out mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to drop this accusation two weeks before it's out, get everybody all hyped up. And mm-hmm. then my book's going to go to number one on the New York times bestseller list. I mean, it sounds like, cause just me and you saying like, we don't know who the fuck this girl is at all. Like would she even have any publicity for this book coming out? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, like probably not at all. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, I'm sure she has a few diehard fans oh, that are in love with her or whatever, but sure not enough to justify the time that goes into writing a book. Mm-hmm. So I look, I'm not saying that she wasn't sexually assaulted by Rob Cohen, but uh, the, the fact that this comes out right before the book drops, highly, highly suspicious. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, it's hard to argue with that knowing everything now. <laughs> um, well, let's take a, uh, we'll take a real quick break. We'll get to the interview with Adam Ramey from dropout Kings. And uh, last week, uh, if you're new to the show, last week we did uh, the Glory Hall Challenge, and uh, I do have a, a story uh, involved. The Glory Hall Challenge last week was with Trent and Cody the Alcoholic, and I, <laughs> I do have a story that ties in with the Glory Hall Challenge that involves Cody the Alcoholic and his mother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll get to that after the uh, interview with Adam Ramey. You can listen to the show everywhere you get podcasts. You can head over to our YouTube channel for uh, full interviews, highlights, and clips. And you can check, check us out on all social media at Crash Report Show. And we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show to keep these guys from having to get real jobs. Back now to the motherfucking Crash Report. All right, we are back here on the Crash Report with Adam Ramey of Dropout Kings. Adam, what's going on, my man? What's going on, bro? How's everybody doing? It's been a while, man. How you been doing? It has been a while. I've been good, man. How about you? Uh, not too bad. Just uh, trying to make it through as as uh, everyone else is. Fuck, I hear that shit, bro. <laughs> what's, uh, what have you been doing since the pandemic started? Um, I started a digital marketing agency actually, and then I've kind of just been really doing that, helping build artists and, you know, different brands and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that's, it's been fun. Um, it's helped me a lot during this whole thing, just having like a creative outlet even, and, you know, like we've been doing stuff with the band, we've been like recording, trying different things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's really it for the most part, though. Just uh, playing some games here and there where I have time. And, yeah, just trying to stay busy, man. How about you? Oh, just uh, doing this uh, this podcast and, and uh, a couple other things. Just trying to uh, pass the time without, uh, you know, getting uh, going crazy from being so fucking bored. My God, man. You're fucking preaching to the choir, dude. 
not like my uh, not like my co-host on the show. He's he's not uh, on this call right now, but he's just been uh, doing nothing but playing video games the entire yeah. time. He wakes up at like five in the afternoon and games till like nine a.m. the next day. And that's five all he fucking. Yep, that's all he fucking does. We rag on him so hard about it. Uh, but even before you started the uh, the marketing firm, which I, I thought you started that prior to the pandemic, but you've always kind of had your hand in the in the marketing world, right? Yeah, I was gonna say like I had done it for years, like I on the side, like never as like a main gig, you know. But like I started off with like I worked in the gym industry for a long time, so like I started marketing like gyms, personal trainers, and then like branch into like I mean I built like Dropout Kings marketing and stuff like that. Did that shit, and then kind of just you know started helping bands on the side, and then it kind of just you know gave me that the the pandemic gave me that push to like make it like a full-time thing, you know, and it was a, it, it worked out, you know, so thankfully. So you were marketing uh, like gyms and stuff. How do you go from, from that to, you know, knowing how to properly market a band? I mean, we're talking two totally different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, I try to tell a lot of people this. So it's like the thing about marketing is it's all like psychology when you break it down, like it's all just psychology. So like if you can get behind the psychology of someone that likes a certain thing, you can understand like how to reach that type of person. If that makes sense, you know, like if there's some person that likes gyms, you know, like there's a lot of data points that there's other things they like, you know, and like, if you can, plug those things in and try to push something to an individual that likes that kind of stuff. And Hey, if they like X, Y, Z, they're probably going to like this, you know, and that's really just what it comes down to, you know, and incentivizing people, you know, to do certain things, but yeah. And making them feel like they're not being marketed to, which is exactly what you're doing. That's the hardest thing. My job is to make people do this, you know, just stop scrolling. You know, like that's the whole thing. So it's, you know, collaborating with people that are good at creating content too, that can create like eye catching things. If you can put a good hook behind it, you know, on the ad, like you're solid, you know. Well, you know, we've been playing, um, when we, uh, when we come out of a, a break on the show, we play like, uh, instrumental music beds when we come back. And, uh, we've been playing, uh, I think it's I ain't depressed uh, from you guys. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we uh, we checked out the uh, the video the other day, and uh, God, that video was was uh, something else, man. And the uh, Thanks, the is, I think that's the one with the thumbnail, and it looks like a like a like a uh, an infomercial. infomercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would imagine a number of people have probably clicked on the video solely because it it looks like an infomercial. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like, I mean, dude, we filmed that whole video ourselves too. Like we did every bit of that ourselves and it's like, it's cool. Cause we work like the marketing into that video. Like if you go and actually text that number, it's like, we have like a text your fans thing. And like, you know, anytime we have like a merch drop or like something exclusive coming, like you can sign up for that. Um, but it's pretty cool. You know, like we put a, it was, you know, working around the pandemic too, like working with hacktivists and stuff, like trying to find a way to incorporate them into some green screen setting that wasn't like totally random and still was like cohesive was kind of like the plan behind it, you know? Well, you know, your band dropout Kings, I mean, you guys, uh, to me at least have been one of the more like prominent bands in recent years, kind of, you know, fusing rap and, and, uh, and, uh, metal. 
Um, you know, and that's kind of like a, it's, it's not as uh, crazy as it was, you know, 20 years ago when it was almost like an unheard of thing, but do you still yeah. find that there's a lot of elitists in both metal and hip hop that are like, man, fuck these guys. Yeah. A hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent, you know, like, uh, and even when it comes to like editorial playlisting, like it, it's kind of difficult for us because we don't fit in one of those category or categories, you know, it's like, it's either we're too rock for hip hop or we're too hip hop for the rock people, you know? So, uh, thankfully though, like, uh, like the MGK thing and, you know, like people like Ghostman and, and things like that, it's, it's normalizing it a lot. So it is making it a lot easier um for that type of thing to work out but yeah i mean there's so many elite especially in metal there's a ton of oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> elitists, bro. like you saw from the whole napalm thing you know it's like yeah people- i mean how does a band like dropout kings uh end up on napalm i mean like i you know i i i know a, a little bit more of yeah. the, the inside yeah, story yeah. Than, than most people probably do but yeah but i can is I, yeah, well, yeah, and I, I, you know, I get the concept of, you know, I think because at the time Napalm was trying to kind of branch out and, and get a little bit more mainstream. You know, if you're if you're unfamiliar with Napalm, it's a lot of the extreme underground bands and the power metal bands and Viking metal pirate and pirate metal. metal. Yeah, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, you know, you guys show up and, and uh, well, and I, I think OTEP is on there and mm-hmm. You toured with OTEP. I think that was like one of your guys' first tours, right? Yeah. Yes. Is yep. is that how the Napalm deal came about? From is that how they caught wind of you guys from the OTEP tour? No, the OTEP tour happened because of Napalm. Okay, I see. Um, but uh, I mean, it was weird. Like I, we had. I mean, uh, I got to take it back, kind of a little bit to get to this point. But yep. like, so I was on the tail end of another band called The Bad Chapter. Um, it wasn't working out. Uh, I wanted to stay relevant, wanted to do some covers. People told me to cover some Linkin Park shit. So I'm like, well, I want to find this rapper that will like, you know, do Mike Shinoda's parts like really well. And maybe he'll freestyle his own shit. Like that would be cool, you know? And then, uh, so I find Eddie on this like AZ underdog cypher video. Uh, I'm like, this is the guy I want. You know, I reach out, it works out. We fucking hang out. We hit it off. Uh, we do this song, this cover, it was lying from you I'm from Lincoln Park. And then, um, is he from Arizona too? Like you or no? From Arizona. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I saw that and like, you know, it worked out. Everything was chill. The video did amazing. And I was like, dude, let's make a band out of it. So we fucking write like five songs. And then, uh, I have the old manager, Chris yeah. involved and, um, he was in my, he was a manager of my old band, the bad chapter. So I like brought him on, on the project and, you know, he shops it out and mind you, we haven't played a show or anything. We've just fucking like, we dropped a song and then we're about to drop another one. And then, and this uh, is when you guys are still Phoenix down, right? You guys are called Phoenix down. Yeah, we're okay. still Phoenix down. Yeah. And, and that's a Final so, Fantasy uh, reference, right? That is a Final okay, Fantasy reference. I thought reference. so. All right, yeah. 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 Um, and so, like, yeah. So then Chris shops it out, right? And then so Dimitri, and you know Dimitri well, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, Dimitri stumbles across it because Chris knows me. He sent it out to him. But Chris told me, I remember the night Chris told me, he was like, dude, this guy Dimitri, like, he fucking, he's like, he's hard to get an answer from me. he won't give you the fucking time of day half the time he's like but bro he heard this shit. he's like he heard this shit and he fucking called me 
and like we talked for like two hours on the phone and like he you know he works with napalm records he's an a and r uh and he's like he wants to make a deal with you guys you know and i was like great you know that sounds awesome like uh but you know how shit is things don't pan out sometimes you know and i, I didn't have my hopes up too high but then like you know two weeks later there's a fucking deal memo on the table from napalm a very generous deal for the most part you know for a band that had been around for like fucking a couple months and never even played a show um and you know then we fucking signed to them played a few shows did a little weekend warrior run cut a record for them and then we went on tour with otep you know and that was pretty much the story behind napalm and then when we got to napalm too we had to change the name because we found out that there's this band they're tiny they had like a hundred followers or something you know we asked hit them up asked them like hey you know could we like take the name or like buy the name or like whatever and they never even hit us back up so we're like fuck it the label was like hey let's change the name and it's funny because when they changed when we were like thinking of a new name uh we came up with dropout season and they're like what about dropout kings and it was actually dimitri who was like pushing this dropout kings thing yeah, i think i remember that yeah we hated it bro we hated it and we were like <laughs> fine fuck it like dimitri's like i believe in the name and the and the label's like we believe in the name like sean and thomas you know they're like we believe in the name I'm like hey fuck it they know what they're talking about i whatever and now i couldn't imagine it any other way you know, but uh, yeah, that was like the whole story behind that, though. It was a really interesting experience. Well, and but you yeah, know, I think they didn't it was... welcome us with open arms, though. Their fan base, they they definitely didn't welcome us with open arms. Well, that makes sense. I mean, going from, you know, from a fucking, uh, you know, I don't know, an ale storm video or something to. Uh, the dropout yeah, yeah, kings yeah. are, you know, two totally different things. But yeah, completely. You know, do you feel that that maybe going to Napalm, you know, looking back on it was was a, a a misstep that at the time you couldn't have prevented because you know i know uh you know if if uh i'm i'm tight with dimitri i work closely with dimitri outside of the podcast and i know that he was very passionate about the band and yeah, it was no, i was. think it was right when you guys had signed the deal i think and and he ended up parting ways with the label yeah unfortunately that was that's what really fucking sucked about the situation was like so we already had the deal signed and turned in and then this and then dimitri the one that brought us on was like hey like my contract is up with napalm because they only sign three they're only able to sign like three-year contracts just because they like to keep everything on the level, you know, it's for integrity purposes, you yeah. know, because we'll get embedded in certain areas. But, uh, and he was like, look, I can take you with me. And, but then, you know, it was just, it was hard because it was just like, fuck, we already have this thing lined up and it's already here. I don't want to look like a dick to the label and just bail out. You know, I also don't want to look like a dick to Dimitri. And it, it was a hard fucking call. And, you know, like, in some to some degrees it was a misstep to some degrees it was actually really good because you know like napalm gave us a very good deal for being like a brand new band um i love sean and thomas to this day like they're trying to get us back you know we just want more money you know but uh like i i like them though you know it's i i've developed a personal relationship with them and i also i will always have an undying love for dimitri too you know and i'm still fucking willing to i mean we're independent right now you know so i mean if dimitri if you're fucking listening or you want to put in a good <laughs> word for me bro i mean we're looking for shit you know we're we're just trying to navigate we were young at the time and 
you know, it is what it is. But, you know, it's I'm always down for whatever, man. I always got love for Dimitri. He made one of the best things of my life happen, you know, so. Well, do you always feel, though, that, like, when, when he left, do you feel like that, that the band almost got kind of pushed to, uh, like, put on the back burner uh, when he left? And- I mean, he was very – but, you know, it's like I just met him. It's hard to know who to really trust and take their word for, you know, because he was like, I'm the one pushing you guys to radio yeah. and like, blah, 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 you know, and it's like – Little did I know he was telling the truth, you know, because like he really was fighting for us, you know, but once again, it's really difficult to trust people, you know, so it's like, well, especially in this industry, I mean, yeah, yeah. And it's not that I didn't trust him. I love Dimitri, you know, it was just, it was hard, you know, like we had this great deal on the table. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to just walk away from this. And then I'm fucked. You know, it was one of those things where you're caught in between a rock and a hard place, you know? So you go on this OTEP tour and, uh, you know, first of all, it's, it is OTEP and there's, there's plenty of stories. Was it a, was it a difficult, uh, tour? I mean, especially, I mean, being such a brand new band, you're, you know, you're probably not used to even a a tour of that, that scale, which, you know, is not even that big of a tour, but it's a huge tour when it's, when you're, you know, a, a fresh band, it's like, oh my God. And then, you know, that coupled with her, uh, her reputation, reputation. Of, of being yeah. OTEP, you know, yeah, yeah. H- how was that? It was really fucking intimidating, especially because of the fact we had a very shitty fucking band. Um, and we broke down the first, we missed like the first two, three days of the tour. Um, so that looked horrible. They already wanted to kick us off and it was this really big deal. And we're like, no, we're fucking making it, you know, and it wasn't our fault, you know, like our yeah. band, like, the van that we bought had low miles. It sat for years in the heat. So like we fixed what we thought was wrong with it, but there's always some random bullshit, you know? So we had to deal with that. And, you know, obvious, and, you know, it was hard because like, OTEP has this rule about not being able to sell merch when she's playing. Well, we were direct support. A lot of people didn't know about us before, uh, you know, we played. So it was like, no one would really buy merch beforehand then we'd play it. We'd only have like a 20, 30 minute window to sell merch. And then she would play, couldn't sell merch. And hopefully you sell merch after the show, but they're mostly going to her merch, you know? So it was really fucking hard to survive. And like, she keeps things, like she kept things really professional. So the tour went off without a hitch, you know, there was never any problems with any of the shit, like none of that, but she was hard to, you know, like not, like it was hard to not make her mad at you, you know? And even right. if you weren't doing anything really like it, but we got along really well, you know, we we're very respectful and we're like, yeah, we just want to fucking stay out of your way, do our thing and whatever, you know, but it was a challenge for sure. So you know? her, like her herself, like she wasn't giving you a difficult time. It was more so just the, the rules that she has put in place that, uh, that are, that's difficult. Honestly, a little of both, though, you know, like, <laughs> there was a couple times where, you know, we were happened to be hanging around the merch table, you know, when she was playing and it upset her, you know, and she let us, it, she let us know and you're, we were like, hey, fuck, like, it, that's not even what we were trying to do. We were just fucking watching the set, you know, like, that's all it was, you know, like, we weren't trying to be assholes or anything. Why do you, you know? think that, that she has that role? Because she wants everyone to pay attention to the show. You know what I mean? But, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, when you're going to see OTEP, it's it's similar uh, on a much different, a much smaller scale. But it's similar to, I feel like, almost going to see Iron Maiden in the sense that 
If you yeah, go see a band like Iron yeah. Maiden, you don't give a fuck about the opening bands. You're there for Maiden. And same exactly. with same with OTEP. You know, maybe OTEP fans are a little more, uh, you know, a little more receptive to, to new things. But, I mean, it, and it's almost any concert. It's like, man, I, I paid money to see, you know, whoever it is. I don't give a fuck about the opening band. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. So you guys go from the OTEP tour. And then um, I think it was, was it Crazy Town that, that followed that tour, I think, right? We had like that outlining color. Oh, that's Dead right. Town that's tour. right. And then I know there's one that I'm fucking forgetting about. And then, but yeah, then that Crazy Town tour happened that you facilitated for us. And yeah, Seth was, I fucking love Seth more than anything. Like, you know, he's they, good guy. The, uh, the, him and the, you know, the whole, just the name Crazy yeah. Town in general, they get so much yeah. shit and, and people, yeah, People they get so much, so much shit, shit. And, and I feel bad because of that. I'm like, you know, I'm just like, bro, if you knew Shifty, like Seth, as a person, like, you would like him. He, His stories are fucking crazy, bro. Oh, they're, and he they're knows insane. everybody. Yeah. Like, everybody. He, I mean, that song, Butterfly, was fucking number one in, like, in uh, an insane amount of countries, like, it's just crazy talking to someone, you know, like, and I grew up, like, I weirdly, like, I liked watching celebrity rehab and stuff, you know, and like, <laughs> I saw him on there, you know, but like, honestly, it was cool because I'm like, wow, like, I'm on tour with this guy. I watch him on TV. I love that song when I was a kid. And like, he's almost like mentoring you like on tour and shit. And he's just a fucking, he does all kinds of shit that he really doesn't need to do, but he does because he's a good fucking guy. I can't say enough cool shit about Seth. He's dope guy and it was thanks to you you know well and they're all you know those guys are all sober now and and yeah you know, yeah he's a totally different fucking person and you guys way. you That's guys worked way. together a little bit uh after that didn't you guys did like a song together or something i think right well we're still working on that um and then we i had a, we did like a little kind not really like a podcast but we had like a few people on our live stream when the pandemic first happened seth was one of them oh okay uh, yeah, but we are, de yeah, we're definitely working on a track still. It's just when the whole pandemic thing happened, everything kind of got fucking switched up and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah, so that will happen at some point. You know, the, the style of band that Dropout Kings is, you know, do you find it difficult that, you know, the genre's been around for so long now and, and there are so many people that talk shit about, you know, quote unquote, new metal bands and things like that. Yeah. How do you uh, how do you try to keep things like fresh and, and interesting? Do you find it difficult to be like, uh, you know, to to do new things, to tread new waters? Um, you know, when there's, uh, you know, a lot of the original new metal bands. I mean, there's so much similarity between them. Right. You know, how do you try to to get past that and be your own? I mean, all we really try to do is be uniquely us as possible. Um, we just put like little things that we like in the songs, you know, like we're always talking about Dragon Ball Z, Pokemon, different anime shit, you know, like, and, you know, we try to make it modernized, you know, and like kind of like pop culture references and things like that, you know, like little, I mean, cause like to me, like, I mean, every scale is the same 12 notes, you know, it's all about like how you arrange it and what you have to say. And that's what makes you different, you know? And I feel like if you can do that and also have like a brand behind that, 
that backs what you're doing musically and kind of accentuates it and makes you tangible to the audience. I feel like those are the key ingredients that really makes people attracted to a project, you know, because it gives them that sense of fulfillment, like this community, you know, like we're reaching out to the, the rejects, you know, the loners, the fucking, you know, the people that like partying, you know, it's like the outliers and we're appealing to like the everyday nine to five worker type guy, you know, that, uh, you know, just wants to fucking get through his day at work, you know, and I call that like the everyman demographic, you know, it's just like, we're all in the same boat, you know, and I feel like those are the things that, you know, I'm trying to speak to those people. And I think it works if you have all those elements together. And that's why the band works, you know. Is it, uh, is it tricky being in a band when there's two vocalists, you know, is, do egos ever get in the way and and you're like, no, fuck you. I'm going to be more on this one. And, (laughs) Is there anything like that? I've been in other bands with two vocalists a lot, and there has been that issue often. But with me and Eddie, it's just not like that. It never has been. I don't think it ever will be. Um, It's just we both know what we want to do. We both have trust and faith in each other. And, I mean, if if we tell each other, you know, we may not be feeling something, we give them a reason why. And if it's justified, it's fine. You know, so it's, it's never been an issue. And there's with me and him, there's no fucking egos, you know, it's just, we're trying to make the best thing we can. And we know we're both there for the same reason. So we're really fortunate. Like, I mean, the best thing about our band is our dynamic. Like we've all been friends, just friends for like, you know, fucking years and years and years, you know, and like we've been in different bands together for the most part. So we've been through the shit. We we're like, they're the only people I really hang out with. And it's not even because they're my band. It's they're legit my friends, you know? So it, it works. You know, if we ever get in a little bullshit argument, we just tell someone to shut the fuck up or whatever. Right. And we're fucking chilling, you know, it's like, all right, he's mad. You know, it's like, we, we just Probably work, chill, and work you know? it out by the next day. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, it's fucking whatever. But when you guys are, are writing, how do you figure out like, and obviously, I mean, you guys have two totally different vocal styles. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, cause I, I think he does more of the rapping kind of stuff and you do more of like mm-hmm. the quote unquote rock vocals. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, so I'm sure that goes into it. Like, well, which, which fits better here, but I mean, how do you, you know, okay, well, I'm going to do this part. You know, you do this part. Is that, is it difficult to, to get that all, all laid out? Because, you know, obviously with two vocalists, I mean, it it does make things, it seems like it would make things a little bit more tricky. Uh, dude. And once again, like normally, yeah, but with me and him, it's that weird fucking dynamic where it's like, for the most part, like I'll write a lot of the hooks in the choruses, you know, and I'll have those big like active rock radio choruses like in Virus and like our song Scratch and Claw, you know, like those are what we try to do for like Octane Radio type shit, you know. And then I feel like I'll try to create the more simplistic hooks that are like have the repeatability factor. And then where Eddie comes in is like his verses that are very complex, you know, they give it that depth and dynamic. I'm giving the people like that catchiness that they want to keep listening to. Um, and then they're listening to Eddie's bars, you know, and the first couple of times they listened to it, you know, they, they didn't realize his, his fucking verse has like four different meanings to it, you know? So they're like, Oh fuck. You know, they're like dissecting that. And they're like, Oh, so this chorus is cool. So it's like, we kind of carry that dynamic through the whole shit. The most, for the most part, 
Um, but in, in reality, like sometimes it's just whoever gets to writing first, you know, like if he writes a hook, I'll go in and write a verse, you know, it's just whoever gets to it first. And we usually start off with just a beat. Um, me and Eddie will go off on a, like maybe a hook and a chorus. Like now the song has a key and a direction. And then, then we add the guitars and then the drums and all that stuff. And then the rest of the production, but that's pretty much the process. So it's a very equal affair. Yeah, very. Um, well, a couple of things uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, the one thing I was curious about, you know, you have a the, the marketing firm, what Push Marketing, right? Yeah, Push Digital Marketing. And, you know, with this, with this pandemic and everything, um, you know, obviously live streams have become a, a very common thing now. And, uh, you know, things that all the, you know, the virtual kind of stuff. But what do you think? Because there's also a lot of bands that are not doing that, um, you know, and they're just kind of, chilling you know and you, you're not hearing from them you know what do you think bands and and brands too not just not just musically but you know what do you think uh companies and, and things like that could be doing better to stay relevant in a time like this where where life is completely different than it was a year ago yeah you know i mean i just feel like as in any industry you need to adapt and deserve and survive to the landscape of the marketplace you know and uh right now it seems to be brick and mortar is hurting um and internet businesses are thriving like drop shipping and amazon and things like that um and you need to adapt to it or die you know and i mean a lot of these people don't really have any other option you know so it's one thing you can do better is just developing that online presence, you know, build a email list out, a phone number list, you know, like do discounts, like really try to engage these people online. And there's a lot of power to having these tools in front of you, you know, um, it's one of those things like, I mean, dude, digital marketers, you know, the demand for that industry has increased in 33% in just the last year. Um, and that's a lot, you know, so it, it's one of those things that's in high demand. There's a reason for it. You know, I try to look at trends that are happening globally. Like I pay attention to stocks closely, you know, and when you pay attention to stocks, you need to pay attention to current events because those current events will affect the marketplace. So it's looking at those things as a whole, what businesses are thriving, which ones are hurting, you know, you as any, you know, entrepreneur or business owner, like you need to pay attention to that. You need to adapt and plan accordingly. Um, and you're going to need to plan A, B, C, D, you know what I mean? And you're going to need to A, B test certain things. Um, but, you know, you got to proceed with caution in, in times like this and just be smart about what you're doing, you know, but always growing, you know, just always, I mean, I really live and die by like, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, like, uh, this is the decade for investors, you know, I mean, this is the really, this is the time where if you can get your shit together and really embrace what's happening and harness it and like, look for opportunities during this, like there still are a lot, you know, it's just, it's hard not to get sucked into what's happening um, and it's unfortunate what's happening, you know, but then at the same time, it's like, if it's self-preservation, there's always opportunities everywhere, you know? So, you know, that would be probably one of the biggest things. And what is next for dropout Kings once this, uh, pandemic is over and I mean, anything you have coming up, uh, you know, prior to life going back to normal. 
Yeah, I mean, we got a couple tours planned out for 2021 that are supposedly supposed to happen, you know, but you, you never know. <laughs> we'll see if it pans out. We have, uh, uh, there's this one big festival that has, uh, like, Limp Biscuit and, like, a bunch of cool people on in Florida. Um, Is that the new uh, Rebel Rock Festival or yeah, something? Yeah, Rebel Rock Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, once again, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know, we have that, I think it's pronounced like Fodge Festival in Czech Republic with like Knock Loose and like a few other cool bands and everything. Um, yeah, other than that, just we're working on new material, trying to keep things coming out regularly. We've been trying to collaborate with a lot of people. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Just trying to keep it flowing, keep it growing and yeah, that's pretty much it for the most part. Uh, all right, Adam. Well, uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, where can uh, where can people find you uh, and the band? Yeah, um, we got a website, dropoutkingsmusic.com. Um, Instagram is at dropoutkingsaz. Uh, same for Twitter. Uh, just look up Dropout Kings on Facebook, Spotify, and then, uh, yeah, Apple Music, any of that stuff. Yeah. All right, Adam. Well, uh, thank you. I I, uh, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. And we will be right back on the Crash Report. Hang on. Like and subscribe to the show so we can spam your notifications with new episodes, clips, and some BS you don't care about. We're back to the Crash Report. <laughs> All right, we are back here on The Crash Report. You can listen to the show everywhere you get podcasts. You can head over to our YouTube channel, The Crash Report, for highlights, clips, full interviews like the one we just did with Adam Ramey and more. And you can uh, hit us up on all social media at Crash Report Show. Uh, Trent's a big gaming guy. Um, The Xbox Game Pass. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy with them right now. Like it's it's almost old news already because they fixed the situation rather quickly, but they really sparked the gaming community. <laughs> yeah, well, they did. Uh, I guess if you're unfamiliar, they what is it? Sixty bucks a year. Yeah, it's been sixty bucks a year for a while now. And they doubled it to what one twenty, I think. Yeah, they announced uh, th- over the past weekend that they're raising the price to one hundred and twenty dollars. They did uh, renege on that though. Yeah, within 24 hours, they pulled it back and said, oh, yeah, we're not going to do that. That's a lot of money. That, does, that doesn't include Xbox Live, does it? No, it's $120 for Xbox Live. It's not I for thought like it the was X- just for the Game Pass. No, it's Sorry. for Xbox Live. I see. I, I think see. maybe it include the Game Pass. I'm not sure. but oh, Okay, I got you. Regardless, that's an insane hike to double the price. That is, that is uh, it's kind of uh, greedy. It's like, I don't know why I'd want to pay 120 bucks a year to fucking Microsoft when, you know, I got PlayStation over here for 60 still, and then PC is free. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Sony could have uh, been thinking, well, if, if Microsoft is going to do it, we'll do it too. I mean, that's just like, why do it when you could have the biggest W ever for having live for half the price? Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably a good thing they went back on it, but uh, I'm still waiting on, waiting on uh, Sony to uh, come out with their competitor to game pass yeah i mean they have playstation now but i don't think anybody gives a fuck about it <laughs> i have it but it doesn't hold a candle to game pass i mean i see the games on that oh you actually pay for it yeah 
Oh shit! Okay, I've had like never a single interest in it. I thought it's trash. Well, some of the games are cool, but you know when my brother Hunter comes over, he wants to play Farming Simulator, <laughs> and it's on there. I'm not about to fucking pay for that <laughs> shit. I'll tell you how much. I, I, I you could probably hand Farming Simulator to, for, to me for free, and I probably would just throw it away. <laughs> I uh, would never play it. You know, uh, already Stephen has that game. He does. Yeah, he got it because it was free one month. Oh, was it? And he told me, because he really likes simulation games, so he really wants to play it, but he told me he's too embarrassed because, you know, you can see, like, what your friends are playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't want his friends to see that he's fucking playing Farming <laughs> Simulator. Yeah, to just go offline, like, yeah, I don't want anybody to see this. <laughs> uh, Trent, I think uh, something, you have another dating story or something. I want, it seems to be a regular thing we knew bringing up, uh, us being single and like stuff like Tinder and stuff like that, right? Yeah, man, I've been dying to ask ask you a question because it's it seems to always be an experience for me on Facebook dating specifically. Right, I will always get like the biggest herd of cows from Facebook dating, man. <laughs> like, I will literally get over and over and over and over again just like the biggest girls you have ever seen in your life <laughs> well you do have your weight limit i know of 300 pounds or whatever you said double your weight <laughs> right yeah um, that's, like that's what i have in mind but it's like i'm not I, like i said it's just like i have to see the girl to understand where how big that actually is <laughs> <laughs> but it's just amazing man like every time i go on facebook dating i have to go scroll and swipe on all these, on all these fat chicks, man. And so, like after like thirty swipes, like oh, finally, I'm I'm fi- starting to see what I'm looking for. <laughs> you know, I I, I don't know because I, I guess I'm probably a little bit more into bigger girls than you are, maybe. But the problem I have with Facebook dating is the amount of just total trash on there. Yeah, I mean there are some nasty bitches on Facebook dating. <laughs> I mean, nasty, nasty. I'm trying to think what's the nastiest one, and you might be right. It might be Facebook dating that has some of the nastiest girls on there. But oh, yeah, I, absolutely. But, I, I, but I've gotten some of the best response on there, too. I do agree with that. Um, and it's also, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Tinder and, and Bumble and stuff, they, uh, I feel like the, you know, because they limit your swipes. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> but sometimes it feels like it's not very many at all. You know, it'll mm-hmm. feel like 10 or less. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I kind of just have this habit that uh, Cody, the alcoholic, and I just started doing where we just swipe right. Like <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just be driving the car. And just like, fuck it. And we got Tinder open while we're driving. We're just swiping right. <laughs> like, don't matter what it is. Just swipe yeah, right. Of course, you inevitably, you know, you match with your cousin or something. Oh, man. Or, or not, you don't match. Well, you know, because you can see how many matches you have, like, uh-huh. like waiting. Yeah, like how many girls have have swiped right on you? Man, you know what's fucked up about that is, I anything that shows up in there, they must be out of my range, man. Because I have like always like multiple like things. So, so do I. It's yeah. just like all these girls just waiting. It's just like, well, where the fuck are they? I can't find them. But you can see kind of what they, you know, they blur the photos out, but you can still kind of see them. Yeah, they don't do a great job. <laughs> and it's like, well, shit. I mean, uh, you know, because I've accidentally done it before where I swiped right on a family member, and I'm like, fuck. I have. I've always thought about it, but I've never ran across that problem. And it would be funny. If it was like a family member that I'm like close with, mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I could like play it off like, ha ha, I just thought it was funny. Swipe right on your second cousin. It's, it was, like- <laughs> it's always cousins that you know, I'm not that tight with. Right. Like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? This is like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, we just know each other. We swiped right. Or is it, oh, you want to get to know me more? <laughs> well, and then. <laughs> 
The number of bots on on Tinder, especially, is, oh my, is the, insane. Oh uh, yeah, dude, completely fucked that. I see so many fake accounts on there, and the key sign to that is seeing uh this just the single Snapchat. Like, oh, message me on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, the Snapchat, or um, you know, they'll be like, uh, I'm just looking for a down and dirty, discreet hookup. <laughs> You know, let me fill fill my mouth with your jizz. But it's like, okay, this. Yeah, is so it's like clearly funny. you are not real. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. But that brings a good segue into one of the other parts of this. Is uh, on Facebook dating, I I swiped into this uh, Puerto Rican chick. We matched, and she had actually like a real bio. I'm not going to say that she's fake by any means, but like at the bottom it said Instagram and Snap. So I messaged her like, "Hey, do you want to just talk on this?" Since it's well, a- wait, wait, let me pause you. Do you do you actually uh, do you analyze every girl that you swipe right on, or do you just kind of go with it? Uh, some days I analyze. Some days I'm just getting to the bad habit of just like, "Fuck it, just swipe right, swipe right on everyone." Yeah, it just depends on the day, man. But most I try to analyze as much as I can. And what do you what what makes you swipe right? What makes me swipe yeah, right? Yeah, like what is, uh, you see something, you're like, oh, shit, I'm swiping right. Like, uh, they, like uh, they're actually a real account. Uh, for me right now, it's like they're actually looking for a real relationship. And then if, if I'm attracted to them, simple as that. So there's nothing like in their bio that's like, I also, you see something like any, any like trigger words where you're like, oh, shit, I'm swiping right or swiping left. Uh. The only thing triggers me is probably politics. Like, if there's something, like, real political in there, it's like, okay, fuck, I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> Even if, what if they are on your side? I, it's still one of those things where it's just like, I don't want to fucking deal with someone that's so into politics, man. Right. It's just one of those things where it's just like, I could give two fucks, <laughs> you know? So you swipe right on this Puerto Rican girl. Right. And she left the Snapchat and the Instagram and the bio. So I asked her, like, do you want to just talk in there? She's like, yeah, message me. Let's talk. It's like, sweet. First thing I see on Snapchat is her story. I open it up, and all I see is her ass saying, "Go to my Amazon wish list and buy me something." And it's a picture of her ass. Yeah, she just—it's just a picture of her ass <laughs> and a video of her shaking her ass. I'm just like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. So, so did I, you buy her anything? Hell no. Oh, all right. <laughs> no. So I messaged her. I was like, "Hey, I hope you didn't match with me just for me to buy you something on Amazon." <laughs> <laughs> What did she say? She responded with just like the skull, like she's dead. Like, and she said, like, I'm not here just for you to buy me shit, bro. Have you talked to her since though? I haven't heard from her back since. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> like, Hey, like, okay, now let's talk. Like, it's just a joke. But for this, this Puerto Rican chick, it must be fucking crazy. Cause she took it so seriously. She hasn't responded to me at all. <laughs> what about the, Bumble girl that you, I think it was a Bumble girl you were supposed to go on a date with a few weeks ago and she canceled on you like the day before or the day of. Yeah, I'm calling that a waste, man. <laughs> nothing since that, huh? Nope, nothing. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, online dating is, is difficult. It is weird, though, how, you know, back in the day, like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, it would be, you know, you were kind of weirded out to like, oh, where'd you guys meet? Oh, we met on, uh, we met online. Yeah, it's seen- And now it's like... <laughs> It's much more, place. Yeah, it's much more accepted now. Well, especially with the pandemic, but yeah, you know, even before that, I mean, it was. I feel like the days of just meeting chicks at bars are kind of over. Uh, yes and no. I mean, I mean like, not over completely, but right. I feel like more people are are meeting on Facebook and Tinder. I mean, I've met. I don't even know. I mean, a number of of girls that I've dated over the years on Facebook, yeah. like not Facebook dating, just Facebook. 
Yeah, I think uh, at least two thirds of my exes I've met through social media or dating apps, something like that. You're right. I mean, there was there were girls. There was one girl, two girls in particular. No, I think it was just one I went to school with, but I didn't know her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just started talking on Facebook because I had dated another girl before her, the girl that, uh, the girl that took my V card, <laughs> and. Um, that which was a horrible experience. Oh man, we gotta save that story for another time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she was friends with the girl I dated after that. Oh, um, was that awkward? <laughs> no, I mean it, it got a little weird when the the first girl, the girl that de-virginized me, was would ask me. She would hit me up to like take her to go buy cigarettes. Okay, and uh, while I was dating the next girl oh so you know that that girl got a little weirded out with that but Mm -hmm. god that first girl though oh my god she was nuts i mean (laughs) that shit crazy dude oh man i've had i've had at least one girlfriend that i still say to this day just the craziest fucking bitch i could have ever done something with in what way just like it's she's one of those girls where it's like you stick it in her once and she'll never leave you alone (laughs) well for forever she will never leave you alone Now, this girl, the, the first girl I ever hooked up with, this was the girl that, you know, she would, like, use the faucet in the bathtub to ple- pleasure herself, and she put... Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she dumped, like, sugar on her uh, on her vag. She dumped sugar on her vag? Mm-hmm. Is that is that safe? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I do not know. I'm not sure either. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, she was... Wow, what a weird girl. And then I, I remember one time, I guess she got raped or something. Oh, shit. She went to, uh, but it was the weirdest fucking story I've ever heard. Like, it sounded, it was, it didn't even sound believable. She, like, went to some college party. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, uh, yeah, she she got raped by these college kids, allegedly. Okay. And they took her to her house, and she lived with her parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, it's not funny, but I mean, it's this is. I was like, "What the fuck?" The story's just so off the walls. You can't help but maybe chuckle. <laughs> yeah. Well, they took her to her house, and supposedly they buried her in the backyard. What? Suppose with like up to her up to her head. What? And her dad went outside because like every morning he would go outside and smoke a cigar. Uh-huh. That was like his thing. Okay. And he went out on the back patio to smoke. Uh-huh. And there was his daughter <laughs> buried in the backyard. What the fuck? And it just was a really strange, it was one of the strangest stories I've ever heard. I've never heard a story like that. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I've that, talked that, to her since. I've never like asked her about it. But. That sounds more like a dream. That like that is that is very far. That's so far out there. That's hard to believe. Well, and I mean, like if you were raping a girl, I, I think the the last thing you would do is take them home and bury them in the backyard, where up to their head, where they will obviously get found. Yeah, um, that it just doesn't make sense. To I me. mean, you can't conceal a crime like that. Yeah, no. Although she was crazy, she might have. I mean, she might have played it off as, "Oh, I buried myself out here on purpose." <laughs> I mean, she was. She was a strange, strange girl. I, I know she got like real into like drugs and shit. Yeah, I haven't seen her in a long, long time. Man, there's one thing I've always tried to tell myself is just don't stick your dick in crazy. No, it's like one of those things where it's just like at the end of the day, it's not worth. It. Like it's fun for that, like. That one time, but it's not worth it in the long run. No, it is not. I've been there, done that. Yeah. Uh, so last week uh, on the show, we did the Glory Hole Challenge with Trent and Cody the Alcoholic. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, hilariously, um, it was this was a few days ago. Cody's mom uh, <laughs> on her Facebook, she posted um, the. Uh, I'm sure you've seen the Johnny Knoxville meme, the Jackass meme, where it it's just Johnny Knoxville and it, it says, "I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass." Okay, yeah. And she goes, she uh, captioned it. And she goes, "This was Cody for sure." So I comment on the post, uh-huh. and I say, ask him what he did on Monday. Oh, gosh. Which is the day we did the glory hole challenge. Mm-hmm. And she writes me back, and she goes, he won't tell me. He never tells me anything. <laughs> so then his dad jumps in on the thread uh-huh. asking him what he did. And Cody, <laughs> Cody replies, I don't think mom wants the video linked to her profile. <laughs> so I comment on that post. I comment back, and I took a screenshot mm-hmm. of uh, of you shoving the dildo in Cody's <laughs> face, right? Okay. I just took a screenshot of that from the video. And, and I posted that in the comments. And Cody's like, wow, you really just posted that. <laughs> so then below that, I drop a link to the fucking glory hole video. You're ridiculous. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought it got deleted or something because... I didn't get, like, nobody responded to it. Nobody reacted to it. Wow. So, but I went back to check today, and, um, yeah, it was still up. And uh, somebody had, like, commented, like, separate from my comment and tagged Cody and just did a bunch of laugh reacts because apparently they watched the video. Yeah. But Cody Cody called me immediately after that whole thing. Uh, Was he pissed? Well, he was, I think he was just so embarrassed. And I don't think he was that embarrassed that I linked the video. It was the parents thing? No, it was the screenshot with the dildo in his fucking face i mean oh my god yeah if you haven't seen that video go to our youtube channel the crash port and uh watch the glory hole challenge i mean it was it was great and i I thought this was going to lead into something like cody's mom has got it going on or something like that no no i just uh yeah she never commented on it and and she's uh you know, she's she's kind of like a play it safe kind of person. So yeah, it's I'm sure she was. <laughs> she was a little disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I think she was a little disappointed when she saw that. It's like if you know your son of it, just like don't even don't even watch it. <laughs> well, what's funny is the one time I was at Cody's house or at his parents' house, and he went inside for something, and his dad comes outside, and he's like. What the fuck is wrong with Cody? <laughs> and I'm like, I, dude, I ask myself that every fucking day. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I love Cody, but good God. That is the funniest thing, though, when a parent says, says that. It's just like, <laughs> you Oh, know? yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. <laughs> we call him Cody the alcoholic for a reason. Oh, yeah. And he at least admits it just a little bit. It's just like, come on, man. So, you know, you're, you're an alcoholic at least a little bit. He's like, okay, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I I, uh, I don't know. I That guy just loves to party. He loves to party. Yeah, he, he does. And some people are just like that. I don't know how they do it. That's not my style. I can never be that guy. But Oh, that is that is so not me. I mean, you have your moments. That's for sure. <laughs> the night I met you. Yeah. The night I met you, I was so fucked up. I met Trent at a uh, at a, a concert, yep. the the Doyle show, and yep. uh, God, I was so wasted, so wasted. <laughs> um, I remember I, I think I was take I took a piss off of the back deck at the the, the venue. Uh huh. Um, yeah, the last time I got I haven't been fucked up, and uh, last time I got fucked up was, um, well, you know what I think uh, I was with Dick Dick actually. It was at my house. That was the last time you got that fucked up. 
Yeah, but I wasn't that bad. I guess probably the last time I got real wasted was at a show, um, and it was a few months before the pandemic. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, that was bad. Yeah, <laughs> I told it- Dick to go wait. I told Dick to go wait in the car because uh, it was like in December. So he goes out to warm the car up and shit, uh, and it it literally took me like two hours. From the point I told him to go get the car ready Holy until shit. I was ready to go. Yeah. Wow. That poor guy. I have made that guy wait so much. The, the, the <laughs> one time I, um, it was the, the first night I ever hung out with uh, my kid's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Dick with me because the next day we had to do a show and I had to drive down to where she lived, which was like 40 minutes away from me. Okay. And I made, he, I made him sit, um, inside a mcdonald's <laughs> for like uh, two and a half three hours I, I you know what i would be I, it's funny as fuck that you do that it's like because now i just don't feel bad for the guy anymore well i i, I want to say that was like father's day or something i had like a father's day thing going on okay. so i was like because he did tell you he's like dude come on but he was like oh bro it wasn't that bad because i got a free meal out of it since it's father's day or whatever uh-huh. so i guess it worked out but uh Anytime, anytime there's a show that's not involved with work, you take full advantage of it. Like, to wait, the, what now? When you're not, when you go to a show and it's not work related, because oh yeah, yeah, yeah you take full advantage of it. Yeah, I try not to. <laughs> I, I try not to get drunk at a show if it's if it's work related. Right. Although the one in December where I made him wait for a couple hours that was work related. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, but it was like a, a casual thing. Oh, um, okay. When I, I I had a bigger client at one point, we went to. Uh, New York and, and Detroit and Chicago and there I made an effort to not drink mm-hmm. that much because I had to be on my best behavior. Right. But of course I brought Cody the alcoholic with me. Sure. <laughs> and the, the second time we had went to New York, I told him do not get fucked up because he wasn't 21 the first time we went. Oh. The second time he was. And uh-huh. I said do not get fucked up. And this motherfucker gets so wasted. <laughs> and I told the bartender, I said you need to cut my buddy off. And she's like, oh, we're, we cut him off already because... He racked up a hundred and some dollar tab and only tipped us like three bucks. Yeah, that's a, that's a, the first way to get cut off and you know just fucking just a big f you from the bartenders. Well, <laughs> and then I go to the guitar player of the band that I was repping at the time and I told him I said, "Do not smoke with Cody." Because that was like his thing was to smoke with Cody. Yeah, and the 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 band is is uh, from uh, a European country and uh, the guitar player barely spoke English, mm-hmm. so. I think he understood what I was saying, but he's like, okay, okay. And then I go outside like 20 minutes later, and what are they doing? Fucking getting high <laughs> outside the club, and Cody's already drunk as fuck. But either the dude didn't care or he was so high he just didn't register in his I just mind. don't think he gave a fuck because all, all, all he wanted to do was – seriously, the we Cody and I saw that band like five or six times together. Uh-huh. Anytime I would walk, I would run into the guitar player without Cody. Just where's Cody? Where's Cody? Yeah, he'd, Logan, where's Cody? Where's Cody? And I'm like, Jesus, dude! Like, how much can you fucking smoke in a day? She's and Chong out there, man. Uh, yeah, no fucking kidding. Shit. Uh, but yeah, uh, go ahead and watch the Glory Hole Challenge video if you have not seen it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, if you're new to the show, Trent uh, is is uh, his pop culture knowledge. Of being able to to name people and, and know who people are. I'd say it's slim to none. <laughs> oh, it's extremely, yeah, it's extremely <laughs> poor. So I thought it'd be fun. I'm going to send Trent, uh, we're going to do 10 people. And these are, these are all except for maybe one. The, 
one of them is not maybe a pop pop culture like icon. Okay. Everybody else, uh, I mean, is is essentially a household name. All right. So, are it, you ready for number one? Yeah, it's one of those things, man, where it's like I feel like I know, but I just will not remember the fucking name at all. <laughs> we do not have a a timer, but the first one is starting you off rather easy. Do you know who that is? Patrick Mahomes. All right, there you go. Okay. Thanks for giving me an easy one to start out with. <laughs> this one should be, we're going to start off kind of easy. This one, this one should be easy for you too, but I don't know because I know you don't, uh, you don't really focus on television that much. No, I'm not a big TV guy or a movie guy. So, but this is uh, current events. So I would hope that you would know who this is. Oh, okay. Who is that? See here, here we go again. It's one of those things where it's like I know she is. Oh, you got to be shitting me right now. I, it's it's the vice president. It is the vice president. Yes. What <laughs> is what is our vice president's name? I couldn't fucking tell you. I cannot remember. You don't know name. our vice president's name. I, no. I don't. How do you not know that? I mean, that'd be okay if you were like eight. <laughs> you re- seriously? Nope. I don't know. I can't remember her name, man. Do you know our president's name? Yes. What is our president's <laughs> name? Uh, Biden. What's his first name? Joe. All right, Joe Biden. Yes. You do not know who this woman is. I know who she is. I don't. But you I, don't know her name. I can't remember her name. It is Kamala Harris. Okay, our, Kam- Kamala our, Harris. Kamala Harris. See, that's not even a regular name. The fuck is that? Oh my god, Kamala! What the fuck? No. This is like the most historic vice president in history. It's the first woman VP ever. Well, congratulations. And well, I'm, I'm just saying wonderful. that you should not, whether you care or not, <laughs> you should know. I mean, you could go talk to any Trumper on planet Earth, and they would know who they. They probably, oh, I hate that bitch. <laughs> but they would know who that. I can't believe you don't know who that is. I, I said I know she is. I, I can't believe I know, but how do you not know her I don't, name? I don't, I don't remember the stick. bitch's name. Give me a break. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Well, that one was incorrect. All right. Are you ready for number three? Yeah. At least I knew the significance that she's at least our vice president. <laughs> I guess. All right. Let's see if Trent knows who this is. Oh, my fucking God. Yes, I know who he is. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> Dude, you, uh, oh, you, this is number three. You have gotten both one, or no, you've only got, okay, I guess. One, one of two, I'm 50%. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Sorry, I forgot you got, you got uh, Patrick Mahomes. Does his last name start with an R? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does his first name start with a J? <laughs> uh, No. No. Fucking Christ. <laughs> you really don't know who this is. I know who it is. I'll give you a hint. He says motherfucker all the time. That's like his thing. Motherfucker. That's that's like his thing. Shit. Oh, you like kid stuff. He was also in The Incredibles. Is his last name start with a J? Yes. Samuel Jackson? Yes. Okay. All right. Nice. <laughs> Boy, I'm going to have to, you know, for these next, these these last ones, I'm going to have to play some fucking music. I, I didn't realize it was going to take you this long. <laughs> All right. So that was, um, that was number three. Yeah. Get the Jeopardy music ready for the next round. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. Let me, uh, I'm going to send this to you right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll just play some music here. I like how the music's so intense. <laughs> It. I'll tell you right away. Like I, I can never tell you who this guy's name is. I know his face. I don't know who the fuck he actually is, though. You don't know 
his name. You don't know what he does. Nope. Not a single thing. If I, I tell you what he does, will that help you, do you think? I, I assume he does radio from what I know. <laughs> he does not do radio. No, podcasts. Nope. That is an interview with him on a podcast, on the Joe oh. Rogan Show. He is the, you, you want a hint? Tesla? Yes. Okay. Uh, fucking well, I Christ. am impressed that you knew that. It's like, it's like as soon as I, it's, it took me a second to really rush. It's like, oh, that's the Tesla guy. You do not know his name. <sighs> For fuck's sake. My problem is I just don't, I don't care enough. <laughs> I but don't care enough. But he's like become such a, an iconic figure. Almost everybody knows who this guy is. I know who he is. It's like, man, I'm drawing blanks on names. I, yeah. <laughs> that is Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I, I am I am a little disappointed. Have you ever met a guy in your life named Elon? Yes. Really? I do. I yes. I have not. I occasionally <laughs> do business with a guy named Elon. Oh, okay. But that's the only Elon that I know personally. And and you've met him in real life or just like through just through email and okay. phone calls. Yeah, see, I've never actually met anybody in any part of my life named Elon. Um all right, so you are two for f- no, you're one, one, one and four right now. I thought it was two for four. I thought you gave me credit for Samuel Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. It took me a minute, but yeah, I think I get go. credit for it. All right. So, are you ready for number five? Yep. All right. Here we go. You should get this right off the rip. This yeah, is an easy one. Yeah, that's Larry King. <laughs> All right. Good. I, I, I was I, I figured that'd be an easy one. Yeah, if I didn't get that one, you could have just grabbed that dildo and just smacked me in the face with it. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> now I, I think uh I think the next two are rather easy. Okay. <laughs> one of them I think you'll get. The okay. other one I'm not so sure of because I, I couldn't believe it took you that long to figure out Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. So let's uh let me get this up and here we go. Do you know who that is? <laughs> oh, I'm fucking so terrible with names. Yeah, yes. I was talking to already Steven, and I was telling him that I was going to send you this guy. Uh huh. And because I, I was like, I don't, I don't know if Trent would actually know who this is. And he goes, Really? He goes, You don't think he would know who that is? And I said, I, You would think he would, because this guy has such an iconic look. He's big in radio. Yes or no? I, I, maybe. Maybe that doesn't help. <laughs> it's like I know him just specifically for from his look. Yeah, he's been on TV. Uh-huh. He was a host on America's Got Talent for a while. Uh-huh. He was in his own movie called uh, I don't want to tell you the name of the movie, <laughs> but he was in a movie. He had his own movie. I wasn't even going to do a timer. <laughs> I don't. I, but now I, you have five seconds. I don't know the name. I know I know him from his style and his look. I can't tell you the name. I am extremely disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have any guesses as to who that is. No. <laughs> that is Howard Stern. That, okay. See, the so, most famous see, I, radio personality see, of, that, of all time. Right. See, I knew that. I couldn't think of the fucking name, though. Like, I knew who it was. It's like, I don't know the name. I can't think of the fucking name. <laughs> all right, so that was, number, that was number six, and we, you've gotten three right, I think. And we've talked about Howard Stern on the show before. Yeah. I think. I haven't we? Yeah, we've talked about him before. Okay, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, I know the name, but I'm just drawing a blank. All right, well, let's try this next one. Let's see if Trent can get this. Here we go. Oh, uh, Conan. What's his last name? 
I'll still give it to you. Either way, I will give it to you. But what is his last name? Conan's not the last name? Conan is his first name. Oh. Fuck. I don't know. You really don't know? I might not know. This is probably the best out of all the late night hosts. I would say Conan is the best. I I could agree with you on that. I, I do enjoy his stuff, but I don't know if I know his last name. I'll give you a hint. It is Conan O. Oh, oh, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was, that was, I, that I was will me. give you that one. That was me just being a dumbass and not thinking of O'Brien. <laughs> now, this next one, I'm very curious to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because this guy is not a household name. Mm-hmm. You would have to be a fan of his work to know who he is. Interesting. And I know you are a fan of his work. Oh, God. I'm going to so. look like such a jackass for not knowing his name. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah, it's a voice actor of SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. All right. I am impressed with that. Though not surprised, but I am impressed. Uh, Steven? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Fuck, what's his name? It's not Larry, right? It is not Larry. Fucking Christ. I can give you a hint if you would like. Sure, go ahead. Do you want his first name or his last name? Probably either way, I'm going to get the other half wrong. His last name is Kenny. Is Ken? Kenny. Kenny? That is his last name. Fucking damn it. <laughs> You're such a big SpongeBob fan. I am. I'm just a dumbass when it comes to names. That is Tom Kenny. Tom Kenny. That's it. Yep. All right. We got two left. And then we will do the final tally. But it's not looking good. It's I, looking worse than I thought it was going to be. Oh, for some reason, I thought that was the last one. <laughs> no, we have two more to go. Are you ready for number nine? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> You're just trolling me now. <laughs> You're giving me fucking something that's kids related. <laughs> Do you know who that is? <laughs> the f- Jojo. That is Jojo. What is her last name? I, I will give it to you. Jojo I- Sparks Sprinkles. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You're close. It does start with an S. I, 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 I don't know. It's Jojo Siwa. Okay, well, at least got the first name yes, right. That is, so that will be one point for you. Do you remember the girl named Jojo that was like the Jojo like of when we were kids? I do remember her, yes. It's just like, like what the fuck happened to that Jojo? <laughs> and they're both... Is Jojo this Jojo Siwa? Is she on Nickelodeon, I think? Yeah, this Jojo's on Nickelodeon. And so was the other one, right? Wasn't what? she on Nickelodeon? Was she was she Nickelodeon or was she Disney or was she just kind of or was she just music? I can't remember if she was actually on. I thought she was an actress. Maybe not. I remember her from doing music, I thought. Was she an actress? I thought so. Maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's been forever. Are you ready for number ten? Yep, I'm ready. This will be the final one, and this is uh the only Real easy point, because I gave you a couple easies, and you shit the bed on all but one. Uh-huh. So, here we go with the last one. Did you? Did, did yes, you? Okay. I did send it. 
<laughs> you know I love balls, man. <laughs> I love balls. <laughs> Who is that? Josh Balls. <laughs> Former keyboard player of Motion Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, boy, I hit the wrong button there, and it sounded like there was a girl moaning, but uh, <laughs> yes, that is correct. <laughs> Um, what are you trying to say? Josh gets me what? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Hang on. Let me, let me hit that. Uh, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I didn't hear the bass of the drums, but just that girl moaning or whatever. I heard that over the, the music. Uh, Trent, I got to say, let's see. All right, let's go back through now. So number one was Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Which you got correct. Number two was Kamala Harris, which you... Kamala? Kamala Harris. Kamala. That is the vice president, Trent. Forever, I'm probably just going to say Pamela. Like, I'll never remember Kamala. (laughs) All right. Uh, Number three, you did get correct. That was Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. So now you've got two so far. Elon Musk, you missed. Uh, Larry King, you did get correct. Yep. Howard Stern, you somehow failed. <laughs> uh, Conan, you could not think of his last name, but I will count that. Uh huh. Tom Kenny, did I? No, that one was incorrect. I, I don't think I didn't give that one to Tommy. You. Yeah, Tom Kenny was incorrect. Um, JoJo, mm-hmm. I got correct. <laughs> so what is that? That's I totally lost track of my count. <laughs> I think one, that's, two, you, three, four, five. Is this, no, I think it's six. One, two, three, four, five. You got six okay. out of ten. And really, you only got four out of nine because Josh <laughs> Balls was in there as a joke. Yeah, yeah. The last two are just kind of you trolling me a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I, I I figured you would know JoJo. because Really? How, just because, just oh, you know, he likes kids' things, no? Well, you do like kid things. Do you not? I enjoy the old kids stuff. I don't know if I enjoy today's kids stuff. I've never watched or really listened to Mr. JoJo. Mr. Nicktoons racing over there. That's probably why I know JoJo because she's the only like actual human being in that game. I guess she uh, she just came out uh, over the weekend, yesterday or something. She just came out. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> she came out of the closet. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, well, good for she her. Posted some picture of her that said "proud or best gay cousin ever" or "proud gay cousin" or something. <laughs> How how old is she? Oh God, I don't she, know. She, she's she's like seventeen, maybe. Yeah, she's she's like a she's a minor. I know that she's under yeah, eighteen, right? So probably too young for you, buddy. <laughs> well, uh, she came out of the closet. Oh anyway, yeah, so she it came don't out. So yeah, well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. I, she dresses very uh, bizarre. She has a very bizarre look. I think that just kind of helped drives her whole business thing. With the big ass bows in her hair and yeah, dresses all. Weird. Sparkles and cupcakes and yeah, unicorns. She, she dresses like she's like 10 or something. Yeah, that's what drives her sales on everything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what she does. Was she an actress or something? I think she's a Nickelodeon actress and a singer. I could be wrong. Uh, I that, think, though. yeah, I think she is a singer. Every any, any female role on like Disney or Nickelodeon, they'll end up as a singer one day, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I got to say, though, I'm rather impressed. But I'm, well, I'm You're kind impressed? of impressed. I'm kind of disappointed. I mean,. <laughs> Uh, I'm very uh, disappointed in, in a few of those, especially Kamala Harris. 
and Howard Stern. I'm extremely disappointed that, that you could not get those. Howard Stern, I'm more disappointed myself with. The, the Kamala I Harris am, thing, I could give two fucks it's, about. It's Kamala, not Kamala. Kamala, Kamala, I don't give a fuck, Logan. Oh, you should at least, whether you like her the, or not, you should at least know her fucking name. She's a vice president. I could, like I said, I do not give a fuck. Uh, do you know who the previous vice president was? Do you know his name? Nope. You don't know what Trump's VP's name was? Not a single clue. Really? Nope. What His name was Mike. Do you know his last name? <laughs> no. Dude, all the signs and all, all over the place, especially coming down here. Does it start with a P? It does start with a P, yes. That's all I know. It's Mike Pence. Pence, okay. <laughs> all right, one last question. Yeah. Who was Barack Obama's vice president? Who was his vice president? Yes. When Obama was in the office, I'm going to even... What, was it Joe Biden? Okay, yes, it okay. was. All right, all right. <laughs> How do you know that, but you don't know the most recent VP and the current? I'm just curious. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> out of touch with reality, man. I'm out of touch with politics, I guess. That's how little fucks I could give sometimes. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I suppose that uh, wraps up episode number nine of The Crash Report. Uh, you can listen to the show anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeart, Google, everywhere. You can head over to our YouTube channel, The Crash Report, to watch uh, highlights and clips from the shows, full interviews, and more, including the one with Adam from Dropout Kings. Uh, you can, all, while you're on YouTube, head over to Trent's channel, Coral Gaming, K-O-R-L Gaming. It's the one with more subscribers, not that little kid, <laughs> which uh, I think that little kid is still active. I think we did is determine he? that a couple of weeks ago. Is he? I didn't. I, I, I think you looked into it. I'm not sure if I really did. Yeah, I think he is still active. Oh, whatever. Uh, Trent, any final words? I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast, guys, and hope to see you next week. For episode number 10. Yeah. So we will be back next week for episode number 10. It's the Crash Report. See ya. <laughs> We'll see you next time on The Crash Report. While you wait, make sure to like and subscribe to the show, damn it. Thanks for listening.